and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. If you're a mom trying to show the love of Jesus to your family, but the clutter in your home keeps you overwhelmed and frustrated, you have come to the right place. On this podcast, you will hear easy step-by-step tips to declutter and create systems so you can keep your home organized and finally walk in the peace God has promised you. Need some accountability? I've got you covered there too. Join the Accountability Club, a community of like-minded mamas decluttering and systemizing our homes together. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome to the show. If you're new around here, we like to talk about decluttering our home to get it within our capacity for the season of life that we're currently in. We also talk about systemizing our home so that those daily tasks are easier to do with habits and routines. And I actually cover all of that in the Accountability Club. So if you're not a part of the club yet, I say give it a try. We are decluttering our kids' bedrooms this month, the month of October. And even if you don't have kids, or your kids are grown, you can still show up to the live call with me, which is next Tuesday, October the 10th, and declutter with me live. We're gonna do it for 90 minutes. And even if you miss it, you can still catch the replay. In the Accountability Club, I give you tutorials of how to declutter each room of your home. I give you systems, I give you worksheets, and I make it really simple and easy to do. Not overwhelming, just one room at a time. So check out the link below and join the Accountability Club. Give it a try. Next month, we're gonna be decluttering clothes, throughout our house and then in the month of December we are going to be decluttering our kitchen and getting a meal plan habit in place and you definitely want to join it by then because what we're going to do going into the new year is each week I'm going to share my meal plan with you hold you accountable and give you a spot to post your own meal plan for the week. So make sure you go ahead and get in there. It's a great community. It's super affordable. Like I said, click the link below. All right, last week, now if you are a faithful listener, I promised you in my email that I sent out, my newsletter that I sent out, that I was gonna share with you 40 life lessons that I've learned becoming a minimalist. I was gonna share it last Friday on my 40th birthday. But it was a busy day. I ended up being a substitute teacher at my kids' school. And then from there on, it was like we were so busy with celebrations, birthday celebrations. And you know what? I just wanted to soak it all in. (laughs) So I'm bringing you this episode a couple of days late, but it is not late with the information because it can apply at any time. So I am sharing with you 40 life-changing lessons that I've learned becoming a minimalist. Now I have learned a lot more and I continue to learn a lot more. And there are some things that I probably have forgotten, but I think that these are going to help you so much. So I don't want this to be a long episode, so I'm gonna go through these really pretty quickly. And I hope that you can get excited about minimizing the stuff in your home, okay? All right, number one, 
Decluttering is a lifestyle and not a one-time event. You may have to plan to declutter at first, but the more that you do it, the more natural it becomes a part of who you are and naturally what you do. Number two, the less I own, the less I have to manage and the greater my capacity to focus on what is the most important things in my life. Number three, I don't have to have a capsule wardrobe, but finding my style preference has made dressing myself so much easier. Number four, the environment of my home directly impacts my mood and my ability to think clearly. Number five, I want to be prepared in case anything ever happens to me and my husband. I want my kids to be taken care of. And this is something that I personally experienced in my life. My parents were not prepared. This is part of my testimonial story of why I became a minimalist. My parents passed away suddenly. They weren't prepared and it was very, very difficult to find the necessary things that I needed in order to take care of matters after they had passed. And I, I just decided right then and there at 29 years old, so this was over 10 years ago, that I would be prepared and live a life of preparation. And it has served me well because I am much more organized and I'm much more, you know, just things are easier because I'm already living a life of preparation. Number six, limiting cups and towels we own keeps us from mindlessly grabbing another one when we already have one in use. That one's very specific. Cups and towels, limiting those instead of mindlessly grabbing another one. Number seven, I only need a few kitchen gadgets that can be used for multiple purposes. Number eight, Resetting my kitchen by making sure the sink is empty of dishes and the counters are clear at the end of the night is setting myself up for a better morning the next day. It's being my own best friend and doing the hard part now so that I can gift myself a better tomorrow. Number nine, time blocking helps me manage my time and tasks and helps my mind to be present right now in this moment instead of thinking about everything else I need to be doing. And we're actually going to be covering time blocking in one of our months next year. So make sure that you get into the accountability club. Time blocking is great for everyone, whether you work or you are just a stay-at-home mom. And I don't want to say that like you're just a stay-at-home mom. I, I'm, I apologize. There is no just a stay-at-home mom. You are you are a professional mom at home, okay? I never want to minimize that at all. Our job as a stay-at-home mom is so valuable, so valuable. And you moms who do two jobs, the mom job and the work job, oh my goodness, you are superwoman. Number 10, chores for kids doesn't have to be difficult and can be as simple as training them to have daily reset habits. Number 11, shop with intention by having an ongoing wish list. Something that I have been wishing for for over a year now, I have determined that I am buying it today. It's going to be my birthday present to myself. I want a Dutch oven because I love making sourdough bread and I have not had one in all my sour years of sourdough baking, but I've had that item on my wish list 
list and in my radar on my radar for years. I've not bought one because they're very expensive, but I want to remind you quality over quantity. We are going to live a so much more richer, more fulfilling life if we just apply that one thing, quality over quantity. That goes with friendships and relationships as well. Number 12, just because it's free or cheap doesn't mean I need to own it or have it in my house. Number 13, just because I paid money for something doesn't mean I'm getting value out of that item. If it's just sitting there, it's valueless. It's not serving me. So just because I sent, paid money on it doesn't mean it's valuable. Number 14, and just because I spent money on something doesn't mean I can't get rid of it. Number 15, adventures make better and more lasting memories than stuff that you will quickly forget about. Number 16, minimalism by the world standards can add more pressure than help to alleviate it. I practice mindful minimalism, meaning I want to live a life that is within my own personal capacity, not by some person's standard of how many clothes you should have in your capsule wardrobe. That is stressful. (laughs) I want to be mindful about what Lisa needs. And that's why I focus in my one-to-one coaching, as well as in the accountability club, knowing your personal fundamental needs. What do you personally need as, as your name? Plug yourself in. What does blank need to be fulfilled and happy in life? Number 17, knowing your love language and learning how to effectively communicate your needs and your love language to others will keep you from filling your love tank with unnecessary things. If you have tried really hard to buy things just to feel happier and you feel empty, it's probably because you're not meeting your own personal love language. Number 18 Keeping the house tidy is as simple as resetting areas back to their baseline after I use that area. Number 19, saying to my kids, let's put that on your wish list, teaches them patience and appreciation for what they do get. Sometimes we'll go to the store and my kids will pop in and just say, hey mom, I need this. And I'm like, this is the first time I've ever heard of this item. We need to, you need to ask for this item multiple times over weeks or months span. And I need to know that you really desire this because if not, you'll get it and then you'll forget about it within a couple of days. So that is something that I tell them is if they want something, I say, let's put that on your wish list. Number 20, to make resetting easier, resetting my house easier, it's better to have less stuff to have to reset. Number 21, the function of a room is more important than its aesthetics. Number 22, minimalism started with things and has led into minimizing my responsibilities, my commitments, and my obligations in order to live a life with more freedom. Number 23, Having a clear and minimal home has increased my ability to focus on tasks and my ability to complete them fully without getting distracted. Number 24, having less to worry about and tend to has greatly decreased my anxiety and my overwhelm. Number 25, 
Minimalism allows me to live more mindfully and with more intention instead of mindlessly wandering throughout life. It feels much more purposeful. Number 26, once a gift is given, it has fulfilled its purpose and I'm no longer obligated to keep it in order to avoid hurting someone else's feelings. That that way of thinking is controlling and unhealthy. Number 27, minimalism has reduced my decision fatigue in so many other areas other than just getting rid of stuff. Number 28, it's actually good for myself and my children to have to wait for something instead of achieving instant gratification. Delayed gratification builds patience, self-control, and thankfulness. Number 29, time is my most valuable possession and a minimalist lifestyle provides me with more time because I'm better focused on the things that really matter. Number 30, my home is so much easier to keep clean and tidy when there is less stuff to manage. Number 31, though it may be hard, it's better for me to feel the pain of letting go of my sentimental items now rather than passing on that burden to my kids. Number 32, I want to teach my kids the value of items instead of having so many things that they don't cherish the little that they have. Number 33, my kids won't remember presents we've given them as much as they'll remember the adventures we've had with them. Number 34, too much stuff not only overwhelms me, but overwhelms my kids and is directly reflected in their behavior and their mood. Number 35, when my kids are only provided with a few things, they are forced to use their creativity and their imagination to fill in the gaps where things are missing. Number 36, after losing my parents unexpectedly and having to sort through their belongings, I want to live a life that is prepared and organized for my loved ones. And I've actually mentioned that before. Number 37, minimalism doesn't mean I'm poor, but rather I'm choosing quality over quantity and I'm more mindful about what I'm spending my money on. Number 38, I don't have to feel ashamed or insecure of choosing a minimalist lifestyle. It's my own life and it's up to me to determine what's best for me. Number 39, systems and habits support my minimalist lifestyle by providing structure and clarity to my environment and my daily task. And number 40, minimalism is choosing to live within my personal capacity every single day and making tiny adjustments to live within my capacity. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that. The 40 life-changing lessons that I have learned becoming a minimalist. If you are starting your somewhat minimalist journey or even just downsizing and decluttering. You don't have to become a quote unquote minimalist. I didn't even know what that meant when I started getting rid of things that I didn't want to manage anymore. <laughs> and then I realized there's a whole big world out there full of people that are talking about minimalism. So please don't think that it's just a new trend. It is just people wanting to simplify their life, get control of it, 
instead of being the victim of what life throws at them, feeling obligated to take it all in because of the influence and the pressures that the world puts on us. All right, friends, I hope you'll check out the Accountability Club. If a group program is not something you want to be a part of, I also do one-to-one coaching, which I have provided the link below as well. All right, I will see you right here next time on the Habits and Home Show. Hey friend, before you go, I wanted to tell you more about the Accountability Club. Each month, we'll tackle a new space in our homes and work together to declutter and set up systems so we can easily maintain order without getting overwhelmed. You'll get a new decluttering tutorial each month, the coaching and accountability you need to actually follow through, and encouragement without judgment from other Christian moms in a safe environment. And guess what? The entire club is off of social media, so you don't have to worry about distractions the world may throw at you. Sweet friend, if you're feeling stuck in your decluttering journey, this is the place for you. Click the link below to try out the Accountability Club and start decluttering today.